Pleased to be joined now with friend of the show and all-around good guy, Mr. Tyler Joe Miller. Tyler Joe, thanks for doing this today. <laughs> Happy to. What an intro. That's nice. <laughs> well, you know, you're a big wheel deal now, man. I mean, you're not only in music, but I hear that you're even a big wheel on the job site now. <laughs> uh, sort of. We're just trying to get stuff done. <laughs> well, you know, I, it's one of those things that uh, it, it fascinates people, how you have the day job in construction and then the night job playing music what's that balance like for you man <laughs> what balance <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the tough thing it's uh i was even telling one of my one of my buddies so there's there's three of us that um we used to have a bit of a bigger company but now there's three of us that are just kind of running it and it's not it's not bad it's just a just a painting business and then i do just some i'm also a carpenter by trade so i do just some side project stuff uh used to do a lot more renovations and all that but uh, I was kind of seeing one of my buddies this morning. I was like, man, I am actually finding it really hard right now to, you know, figure out all the music stuff that's going on because we got some things coming up. And then also, you know, working the eight or ten hours a day sort of thing. So I'm like, man, it is hard to find that balance. But it's, uh, you know, got to pay the bill somehow. And, and during COVID, that's not exactly music. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, fans maybe don't realize it's not as glamorous as you may see. I mean, your your name may be in lights in the marquee at times, but then you got to get up the next day or two and go back to work your day job. Totally. Yeah, especially uh, a newcomer like me. It's uh, yeah, that that don't pays the bills quite yet. Well, you're getting to that point though, man, because your first two singles were massive successes, and now fighting has also really taken off. You know, after the, you know, have, you have that success with the first two singles. Do you keep an eye on what fighting's doing in a little different way, or is it still just you know that kind of wide-eyed excitement you had when you released your first single? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know if I look at it too different. It's more of, I think, uh, I try not to look like at the charts too much. Um, I normally just let our wonderful radio guy, Dale Peters, let me know what's going on. Um, just cause I know that if, if it's not going well, it probably is not good for me mentally, but if it is, I mean, then great. But, uh, I think we've tried to treat every song just as a brand new song. We don't know how it's going to go, what it's going to do. Um, but this one, it's, it's been interesting because I think I've been paying more attention to the comments and messages and stuff that I've gotten from fighting. So it's kind of been a whole different ball game where it hasn't been so much about radio numbers that I've been looking at. It's more of like, Oh man, how do I respond <laughs> to some of these messages and comments and stuff that we're getting? And, uh, you know, even a buddy of mine, uh, saw the music video for fighting. It's a pretty pretty tough one to watch, and at least near the end of it, and and it's got this, uh, you know, it's about mental health and and suicide prevention sort of thing. And, and my buddy, who's actually a counselor, uh, saw the video, and he said that my other buddy goes, "Man, I watched Tyler Joe's video, or they call me TJ, but like I watched TJ's video, and man, like I wasn't expecting, you know, the guy to." pull a gun at the end sort of thing he's like i wonder why he went that route and then he goes but then i looked at the comment section and i realized why and he's like i did, i had no clue that you know so many people would connect to a song like that and be so vulnerable and open and so uh yeah we it's been a whole different ball game for us at least i'm not focusing too much on you know the number side of it it's more of like 
man, like, how is this reaching other people? And, you know, what are people responding to? Or, like, in, in what ways? And and so it's 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 something that I'm not used to, and it's something that I'm still trying to figure out of, of how to connect with with fans or people that are listening to the song and and uh yeah it's just it's just one of those things where i'm just kind of watching it grow and move and it's been pretty damn cool uh just to see people have this whole different connection um instead of just oh this song is a banger it's like hey you know my dad committed suicide a year ago and i'm trying to figure out you know for myself what to do with this and and how to deal with things and i'm just like holy smokes (laughs) like (laughs) I wasn't expecting things to get so deep, but uh, I'm I'm glad they are though because I think country music is is just a great platform for for honest and real music. So it's uh, it's been a pretty cool ride so far. Man, there's That's there's sure. so much I want to mine out of that amazing answer. Uh, for starters, I'm going to start calling you TJ now because I feel like we're buddies. So uh, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon, TJ. Uh, <laughs> it's way easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot, that's so funny. Uh, how much, uh, you know, you, you talk about the, the, the video for fighting. How much input do you get on the direction of it? Like, are you very hands-on with it, or are you kind of told, this is how we're going to shoot this video, this is kind of where we're going with it? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, I actually have quite a big say in it um my buddy that actually directs it uh and comes up with the idea his name's carl sheldon and uh, he's based out of saskatoon and he uh is just such a genius graphic wise video wise photo wise just anything uh he's he's got just such this good eye for just uh for anything that's just images or video or photos or whatever. And me and him uh, have known each other for a long time. And we used to actually work together uh, at a church back in the day, which not a lot of people know about of me, but I was doing music stuff. um, And he was doing all the videos and images and stuff like that. And and we always knew that we wanted to work together. And we always loved kind of like more dark kind of vibes. We want to do, just some like cool video stuff. And then I got to actually get him to make a pitch for a treatment for the music video for I'll be over me too. And then he got it. And then, you know, the team was just so thrilled with his work uh, that we got to get uh, him for fighting as well. And me and him, uh, you know, got to sit down and, and chat about what we wanted to do with it. And so he is just, I trust, uh, I trust his opinion so much, but it's cool because he brings me into it quite a bit where he's like, you know, what, what do you want your music video to look like? What do you want this to be about? And, um, he had his ideas of what he wanted and I had mine and they're pretty, pretty damn similar. And then we got to just kind of like make something together. So, um, yeah, like even like, I wasn't sure the very end of the music video, like guy pulls a gun out because he's, you know, you, you don't know what's, going on in his head and and you kind of get to see the curtain pull back a little bit. And I was thinking more, you know, maybe we should do pills instead of, you know, a gun. But then Carl looks up that, you know, still majority of suicides are by firearms in U S and Canada. And so, um, he's like, no, I think that this is going to ring true for more people and and that sort of thing. And so it's, it was kind of cool how we got to do it together. Um, but yeah, I, I get a, a pretty, pretty big say in in what 
what we do for the music videos and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool because it's, you know, it, it's also, you know, some of my ideas that get to be brought to life. And then I get to actually see it on a camera and people, you know, act it out and do a way better job than I could ever do. So <laughs> <laughs> talking with Tyler, Joe Miller, uh, TJ, before we get back into uh, what you got, uh, some great projects here coming up uh, uh, down the road, uh, those comments, you talked about just how much they mean to you. Can you just try and put into words what it is, what it means that, because uh, time is so precious for people, and to, to have them respond to it. I know that, uh, you know, a lot of people can just glance at something and, and, you know, kind of go along their way, but to have them stop, to have them comment and reach out, just to you as a person who, like you said, you're working eight, ten-hour days, plus you're doing music, you could be, uh, you know, burning the candle at both ends. What is those? What do those comments just do for you personally to just help you get through long days? Man, it makes the stressful times uh, and the difficult times to get things done and all that. It just makes it a hell of a lot easier. Where, um, you know, we could just put out a cool song that has, you know, cool guitar lines or steel guitar or whatever it is. We can put out something cool that's catchy, uh, and that'd be fine. And maybe we'd do good on charts and streams and whatever. But um, I had a vision for myself as an artist to just write real songs. And that's actually this song, Fighting. I wrote it with uh, myself, Wes Mack, who's another great country artist and writer. Yep. Um, Dan Swinimer, just great producer and writer. And uh, our other buddy, Dave Faber, who's just a great writer. And and uh, we got in a room, and we hadn't written together yet. And uh, our buddy Dave was just like, hey, I really like all of you guys. We should get together and just write some music. And when we got in the room, the whole point was we went, you know what? Everybody's trying to reach for you know, hit songs and everybody just wants radio hits and, and number ones and whatever. And we went, can we just write music that we just love? And let's not worry about, uh, let's not worry about radio. Let's not worry about, um, you know, the catchiest hook. Let's just like write honest and real music that we love. And let's not even think about, you know, releasing it. And let's just like, we just love music and we kind of want to go back to the roots of why we do it. And uh, the first song we came up with was Fighting. And so uh, when we finished it, we went, oh, man, we love the song. It's real, you know, for all of us. And uh, then we went, oh, crap, this could actually also work <laughs> to release. <laughs> and uh, once we did that, um, you know, and, and got to release it and, and get all this feedback, it's like, People want this. People want the real, honest, vulnerable lyrics that, you know, it's something that actually somebody can relate to. Sure, people can relate to, you know, chugging beers on a truck bed sort of thing, but it's like, there's just, we want something that's going to last. And I think that these kind of songs uh, have the potential to do that. And, um, you know, my, my vision from the get-go as a musician was... Uh, you know, I just want to be an honest, real, authentic artist. Uh, you know, what you see is what you get sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I think this song kind of helps, you know, keep me in line with that. And, and the whole point of why I wanted to do country music was, I mean, I have a nonprofit and, and we do, 
humanitarian projects, and that was the whole point of why I got into country music, was so that I can actually build a platform to be able to speak into more of that stuff and be able to help more people. And so if I can do that with my lyrics and with my songs as well, then hell, I'm laughing and, and, and I'm, you know, that's the whole point of why I do this. So when I get those comments and those messages, it just keeps on reassuring me of, you know, like this, this is the right path. This is the right thing that I'm doing. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I don't know what, you know, what next song is going to be or, or what we're going to do next. But I'm just like, I think we're on the right path. Uh, at least with the vision of what, what I wanted to do as a country artist. And so, uh, yeah, it just kind of puts more, uh, more fuel on the fire sort of thing. I'm hoping you may have uh, five or ten more minutes for us here just because uh, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But there's sure, there, there's a couple of things that I really want to talk about, your nonprofit being one of them, these new projects coming up. But I, I have this question, and I have it in the bank for, for certain people, and, and I want to ask you because I'm going to be brutally honest. This is going to be a fascinating answer to me. So, Tyler sure. Joe, would you rather have a Greatest Hits album with you know, 10, 11 tracks that have you know, done well over a period of time or would you ha- rather have that one song that lasts for the eternity of music? Yeah, probably the probably the probably the one song. If that's going to hit more uh, and relate more to people and bring people in more than you know just ten pretty good songs, then I think that's okay to be a one-hit wonder in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, think that's uh, that's a good way yeah. of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, if if that one song is going to do it for for connecting people, um, then 100%. That's the right one to do. So, well, TJ, right now you're three for three because all three of your tracks that we play on 107 hit with uh, people in different ways, from pillow talking to I would be over me too and fighting. Uh, you look at all three and and just take us through what it's like to to be able to show different sides of your personality. Is that something that you're measured about so you maybe don't get pigeonholed into one area where you're just the fun party guy or you're just the breakup guy or you're just the you know the the deep and, and meaningful guy that you can show that you can do it all? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I am the breakup guy, but it seems to be working. So, it's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you're doing it in pretty um, unique ways. You know, you're not just oh, woe is me. You're having fun with it. You're deep about it. Like you, you got it all. Totally. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I think it's it is showing different sides of me, but I also think uh, it's also showing different side of the story, which I think is really important for me. Where I think like when we got writing a song like, like I'll be over me too, we wrote it in a way where, you know, it's, it's even, I mean, we wrote it as a ballad, but when we got in the studio, it turned into a fast song, which was weird, but uh, it turned out way better because I think it was showing a different perspective of a breakup. So you can tell the same story, but from a different perspective, it, it sounds a little different. And so I think, uh, yeah, I want to show the different sides of me, but I also want to tell different sides of, the story and so uh yeah i'm glad that we're we're able to do that and and yeah i i don't want to just be the breakup guy that's sad but i also you know don't want to just be the happy fun party guy and the depressing guy and (laughs) all that so i'm like you know i think that people are so dynamic and um i think that we have so many different parts of us that it's it's good that we're hitting you know all the different stops in that way uh and yeah i mean i'm i'm anybody that knows me i'm a 
just the biggest goofball there is. <laughs> uh, can barely take myself seriously, so I don't know how anybody <laughs> else is supposed to. But uh, uh, most things I say is sarcastic, and I, it's normally pretty dumb. But uh, then I have this other side of me that uh, you know can be just very passionate about things and just very serious and. Um, yeah, and so I'm just like, you know what? If, if if I'm claiming what you see is what you get, then that better be what I'm handing out. So, uh, yeah, so I, I just want people to understand me just uh, as a person, not only as an artist, and I think that kind of brings people in and, and makes them, you know, feel like they get to know me a little bit better. Final three for you here. You can go in as depth as you want, or if we're tight for time, you can give us a, a shorter answer. But take us through uh, your nonprofit organization, the Climb Outreach Society. Uh, just tell us a little bit about it, and if people want to get involved, how they maybe can do that. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's a bit an interesting one, because anytime I talk about the Climb Outreach, uh, people are like, yeah, I looked it online, and there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we're, we're strictly, well, not strictly, we're just not an online organization yet. Um, so we're building a website and app, but the whole point of why we started the climb was because, um, I wanted to help. I had this vision of wanting to help in so many different areas. And I was actually in Guatemala, took a trip down there with the church actually, and fell in love with the place had never left you know, North America before, um, which I mean, Central America is just below, but, uh, yeah, it was just a whole different experience for me. It was just falling in love and different culture and, and just seeing how we could, uh, just like actually help people in a real way. Uh, just, I, I loved it. And, and it was kind of like, man, if a guy like me can go help and make a difference in people's lives, um, that like any literally anybody could do it. So uh, just fell in love with uh, helping people help themselves. I think that's a big thing for us. It's not we're going down there to fix things for people. That's just not what we do, um, and I don't think that's the right way to do it. And so we basically want to be able to help people help themselves. And so uh, we sponsor two villages in Guatemala, and so we basically are trying to help them become fully self-sustainable. And so we do building projects for them. So like schools or homes, um, we do baby rescues for kids that are malnourished, um, and just that sort of thing. And we were doing a trip down there with this church and they ended up actually, uh, stop, they, they stopped partnering with that organization. And so, uh, I got asked to go help somewhere else and I said, thanks, but no thanks. Because uh, I think that the, that long-term relationship is really important. Mm-hmm. And so when you build that trust, uh, I sure as hell don't want to break it. And so uh, I said, thanks, but no thanks, no way in hell, and uh, started my own nonprofit, just <laughs> just randomly out on a limb. And so me and a couple of buddies that are like-minded that wanted to help do this kind of stuff um, decided that they want to jump, jump on board. And so we started this Climate Reach Society, and... We actually started it because I wanted to help in all these different areas. Like I had buddies that were doing, you know, buddies that did a bike trip from Belgium to India uh, for six months, like bicycle trip, and they raised money to get girls out of sex trafficking in India. 
And I was like, I love that. Like, I want to be able to help with those things. Uh, I want to help with getting clean water through Central America. And I want to help, you know, make sure every family has food on the table and that sort of thing. I just wanted to kind of be able to help everywhere. And then some guy said to me, he goes, you know, you can only get your hands dirty in one place, right? And actually make a difference. And I was like, well, is it impossible? And he goes, well, no. I was like, okay, then I'll do it. <laughs> and so I came up with this, it was almost a new vehicle to get from A to B where I went, okay, I know I can't help everywhere, but what if we could help people take at least the first step into helping others? And so um, I found that in a lot of ways, people just didn't know where to help or how. And there's a lot of organizations that people just don't trust because a lot of the money goes towards admin costs and, you know, they think it's a dollar a day for a kid when he's really getting five cents maybe, or it goes to their village and you don't specifically know where the money's going to. So I also have a big problem with that. Yeah. And so we kind of wanted to cut the middleman in that way and just be able to help partner with organizations that are doing really great things and that, uh, you know, the money is a hundred percent of what the money's supposed to be going to is actually going to it. And so we're very specific with who, uh, uh, we partner with mm -hmm. just to make sure that we can trust them. And so um, we started this nonprofit that was strictly just going to be online and we were going to do basically partnerships and kind of like crowdfunding for humanitarian projects so people could see exactly what they're going to give to and when they give, they can actually see the money go down for what we need raised. Okay. And then those people would get bi-weekly updates um, of the actual project that they gave to. So um, I wanted to call them naked projects because you literally can see where every penny goes to. But uh, I was told that that might look inappropriate, so we're not doing that. Well, the but, fact uh, that you said it and I giggled is probably exactly why. <laughs> Clickbait, baby. Clickbait. <laughs> Marketing but, man extraordinaire over there. I like that. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so right now we're still building the app and website. It's taken a long time just because there's no software for – for what we want to do. Um, so one of our guys is actually building the software from ground up, but we also wanted to actually build a really good resume of what we've already done before we try to bring more people in. And so we didn't want it to be a startup where it's like, Hey, we haven't done anything, but uh, why don't you give us a bunch of money so we can maybe go do something? <laughs> We're like, no, we want to be able to go, Hey, this is all the projects that we've done already. So if you'd like to jump on board, this is where you can help. And so that's what we're doing still right now. And with COVID stuff, unfortunately, everything is just halted. Mm -hmm. um, but Guatemala is kind of our home base of where we help and, and are getting our hands dirty right now. Um, and they just got hit with two hurricanes during COVID, which uh, just wrecked them. And so we're trying to figure out now, um, you know, where we can help, how we can help best and how we can be the most effective. And so, um, yeah, basically the whole point of the Climb Outreach Society was to basically crowdfund for humanitarian projects around the world. And, um, you know, our, our mission statement is we believe in, uh, in the value of every life and we exist to just promote a higher quality of life for those that need it. And so that's what we're trying to do. And uh, I think country music is a great... Uh, industry to also help with that because I think the heartbeat of country music is relating to people and helping people. So um, trying to merge the two together in some sort of way and 
and see what we can do with it. But uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of most of what we do with the climb. And uh, unfortunately, people can't really see it because <laughs> there's nothing online yet. And so uh, it's funny because even some people have been like, "Hey, because uh, I kind of want to give to your nonprofit, but." Like, I can't see, like, what you guys do. I was like, you know what? Hold on to your money for right now. <laughs> like, maybe don't give it yet. So yeah, no, we we'll, actually... be, we'll be asking for it soon enough. Just uh, hold on to it for now. Yeah, totally. But we do have a lot of, you know, great um, organizations and companies and people that are great donors and, and sponsors that actually come down with us to Guatemala and are, are able to actually, you know, put their hands in the dirt and actually, like, help build which is pretty cool. And so you get to actually see exactly where your money's going to. And so, uh, yeah. And for us, it's, it's just it's never been about the money. There's even been some times where we don't agree with what the donors wanted to give money towards. Mm-hmm. And we go, you know, they don't, they don't need that. This, they need this more. Yeah. And uh, we'll actually turn that money down just because we go, you know what, if you want to do that, great, go ahead and you do it. But we're going to be, we're going to be focused more on the basics just to help people, yeah. you know, stay more, alive. And, yeah, you're doing it more for them. They're not, you're not doing it for recognition just to, you know, just to get the name out there kind of thing. Yeah, if you want to put your name on a park bench, go right ahead, but yeah. it's not going to be with us. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, dude, yeah. that's awesome. You're like three full-time jobs. It's unreal. Uh, yeah, tell bef- me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Before we let you go, you got some uh, virtual shows I hear that are in the works. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we're uh, we're doing a few shows, and technically, since we released Pillow Talking, we haven't uh, actually done a show. So I haven't played live for people, which is weird. <laughs> um, and apparently, that's not how this normally goes. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we've been trying to figure out what the hell to do with that, especially because we don't know, you know. They, COVID has a mind of its own, so we don't know when we're going to get playing live shows, so we are doing some virtual shows, and uh, we're still figuring out exactly what this is going to look like, what, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the hell songs we're going to play, because I only have three on radio, <laughs> and six in total, but uh, yeah, no, I, we got a lot of tunes, um, and we're going to introduce probably a hell of a lot of new ones. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so it's going to be pretty, I think this first one's going to be pretty chilled. And, and uh, you know, I was always a, I was a writer before a singer mm-hmm. and, and artist. And so that's always been the heart of, of me with music was, was writing it. And so I think it's going to be more singer-songwriter style where, uh, you know, you get to hear more behind the songs. And, and it's going to be more of me and acoustic and, you know, might see some fiddle in there, might see some steel guitar or whatnot, but yeah, it's going to be very kind of, I've always loved the the songwriter like showcases, mm-hmm. like even at like CCMAs and stuff when they're doing, you know, all, all those songwriter showcases. I'm like, man, I love that because there's, you know, I, I think people really love hearing what's behind the song and, and there's just more to it instead of just a performance. And so uh, hopefully we'll get to do a bit of that. And yeah. Not sure exactly how many we're doing yet, but uh, everything's a little up in the air still, and uh, that's just how I roll. <laughs> hey, it works, man. Whatever you're doing is working for you. Uh, TJ, I appreciate so much time, but I got a, I got one more that I've been sitting on that I want to ask you. 
Uh, I just Absolutely. take us just take us back, man. Like if you could walk into that church where you were working doing doing the music stuff so many years ago, if you could walk up to yourself, knowing what you know now, what would you tell that kid? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> man, I <laughs> I would tell that kid to <laughs> hurry up and go back to your roots. Cause I wasn't doing, you know, I've always loved country music. Um, and actually I, I would say a lot of great musicians come from church because you got to play live. You got to play good live every yep. single Sunday. And so I think there's just so many people, so many great musicians that have come from church. And so I'm very thankful for those opportunities, especially since I grew up from like my family's all atheist. Um, and so I kind of grew up that way and then started going to church when I was in my later teens sort of thing. But I'm very thankful for those opportunities and to help grow me as a musician. But, uh, man, there, there's bigger opportunities, uh, outside those four walls. And so, um, you know, even a guy working for a church, uh, I think there's a lot of better, I hate to say it, but like ministry opportunities Mm -hmm. of loving people and relating to people outside of those four walls uh, in the country scene. I think so. Dude, you are, you're a fascinating individual. You know that? (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) You've lived, you live quite a life. Like, man, you can tell stories for an hour and I wouldn't get bored. (laughs) Watch out. I might actually do that. It might be my live shows. Live stream that. Yeah. That's a way to stretch six songs into like a 90-minute show right there. You just start telling stories. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, uh, I always I always kind of said with, uh, you know, music, there's uh, people go to two places when they got problems and issues, and they're only honest about it in one, bars and churches. And, and uh, you know, that's where all the sinners go, and kind of like that Aaron Goodman song. He does a great job with that one. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's like, it's true, but we're only honest about our mistakes in one place, and that's ours. <laughs> it's good. I'm gonna, I got Aaron coming on the show next week. I'm gonna play, I'll play him that little clip there, just, uh, just from, an, from one artist to another. Like that, that's, that'll mean a lot to him. Oh, yeah, perfect. Dude, uh, thank you song. so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it, and I uh, would love to promote the live shows when those get, uh, you know, a hard date. Let us know, and we'll share them up. And, Anytime you, you got stuff going on, man, we'd love to chat with you. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. Happy to do it anytime, man. TJ, you're